Welcome to the ABM Conversations Podcast. The number one podcast for B2B marketers wanting to explore timeless account-based marketing strategies to drive revenue, customer engagement, retention, and everything that makes sense to both marketers and sales folks. No more fluff. No more vanity metrics. Live from India. Made for the world. And now your hosts, Yog and Manish. Hello all, this is Yag. And this is me, Manish. And welcome to yet another episode of the ABM Conversations podcast. So today, you know, we thought um, we'll discuss a very important and, uh, you know, critical, controversial. controversial kind of a conversation. Because there's one side of the B2B marketing spectrum where we're talking a lot about personalization, right? So there's personalization everywhere. Do you want to personalize? I mean, say you go to an Amazon site and then the kind of um, suggestions that you get for the product, that's personalized to you. Whether you talk of content, content is personalized to different kinds of people. In fact, we discussed about this to an extent in our previous episode as well. And then on the other side of the spectrum, there is privacy. Exactly. Right? So the part about privacy is how much is okay? How much of my information should, um, you know, should the company keep and um, how much of personalization is not too intrusive right so that's the most um, critical part so what are your thoughts Manish yeah I think uh, you know this uh, whole dilemma between um, uh, how much to personalize and how much uh, privacy to give to audience is extremely important to B2B marketers in today's day and age and how is it related to this podcast or, uh, you know, our topic today is because account-based marketing as we know it, right, it's hyper-localized. It's supposed to be um, super relevant to the um, accounts that you want to target. And even to, people right? within those accounts. Exactly, right? And and there's this dilemma, how much uh, of personalization is ethical or uh, even... Um, uh, appropriate right and this this is a topic that i think is uh, very important for us as b2b marketers to discuss and what i think uh, we should be doing uh, when it comes to this kind of dilemma is we should first of all be aware of the regulations that are out there for example there is um, GDPR in the European region. Yeah, and for the US, they have something called the CCPA, that is uh, California Consumer Privacy Act. Uh-huh. And there are a handful of other um, regulations, privacy regulations like that, I'm sure, around the world, right. different parts of the world. And the first thing that we should be um, doing that is become aware of these kind of regulations and work around it and not violate these regulations because, you know, uh, it can land us into multiple uh, troubles. And the other thing we should be doing is what the way we can work around this is to have explicit opt-in strategies for the audience that you're targeting, right? Even if it's for one client that you are going after in your ABM marketing strategy, you should have an explicit opt-in strategy spelled out as part of your marketing strategy. Right. I, I love the part that you're focusing on, uh, you know, privacy and you're talking about uh, getting the consent of your audience before getting things started. But, you know, I think the major problem uh, that we have as B2B marketers today is we are stuck between privacy and personalization. 
You know, what I mean by this is that on one side, everybody wants to offer the best kind of experience. Uh, in fact, in one of the episodes, you spoke about content experience. Uh, that's extremely important. On the other side, uh, there is privacy. How much is okay is the other side. We kind of are stuck in between, don't you think? Exactly. And that reminds me of this 14th century philosopher, John Buridan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I'm pronouncing his name right. Yeah, But yeah. this guy, uh, you know, part philosopher, part scientist, because he ran, ran this experiment where he left, left this donkey in a field, you know, where um, this guy was, uh, this donkey, I'm sorry, this donkey was hungry and thirsty at the same time. And right. he had the choice to either eat a hay stack uh, at one corner of the field or to drink water from a water container left at another corner of the field and in the dilemma of which one to consume first the donkey dies and at the cost of you know saying bbb marketers are donkeys <laughs> <laughs> i think this is a very very uh, appropriate uh, anecdote for the kind of dilemma that we are facing a press between the uh, you know uh, But the depositories are yeah exactly yeah yeah I think um, that's it's a fair analogy right so what happens is uh, we either we think we should do this or that but we forget the fact that it should be this and that right so if we are missing the point and if we are doing neither as an organization we are kind of easily going to go down the funnel and the way technology is changing today and the kind of access to data that we have. personalization can be really really uh, you know very easy to do and the way i see companies today is that the most successful companies uh, in the b2b space especially would be the ones that has most access to data and when i say access to data i also mean that it's ethically collected from people and um, how they make use of this and even more important how they've analyzed this data and put that to practice Didn't you write a LinkedIn post recently about the several ways of how companies can collect data and use it to the benefit of personalization and it got huge uh, you know engagement um, which again talks about how heated and controversial this topic can get can you elaborate what was written on that post and what kind of you know engagement it got right uh, so um, the major focus was on the three different types of data right so one is zero party data and then there is first party data and then there is third party data uh, the thing today is that um in a martech organization or typically in a uh, organization what happens is there are lots of um, say uh, lots of softwares within your infrastructure uh, you have a crm you have an email tool you have n number of tools and all of these are interconnected what happens is there is a lot of information derived from third party systems even though i'm sending emails uh, my email is connected to a crm mm-hmm. and i have certain amount of data uh, about a particular account into my crm from there i can infer certain things right or i can um, look at social media uh, and look at what of my t- uh, target accounts are posting i can see the press releases and i can infer infer certain things so this is third party data i am getting information from uh, different sources that is not just me but from outside mm-hmm. and then you have your first party data that is because you have customers already and they have bought products from you they have shared basic information such as their name which company they come from their email uh, their phone number or things uh, the essentials right so this is first party data uh, and what you also do as certain companies that you infer something from these like say when you look at some of these companies and you know that they have bought uh, these solutions from you as a next step you can infer that 
people who bought this can also buy this which means i can infer that they don't have this and i have an opportunity to sell that particular piece of software to them so this is inferred information now with this inferred piece the thing is you don't know whether that's true or, or um, you know it's just your assumption it is inferred now come the zero party data zero party data is where um, you know in exchange of some value that your company is going to offer the customer or the prospect is going to share some details explicitly to you for example you recommended a piece of content and um, before they started reading that piece of content you can get that content by getting i'm not meaning by a form it could be uh, you know a pop up couple of questions kind of a survey where you can ask them that um, when are you uh, typically planning to buy this kind of a software or are you evaluating are you not and um, by that they answer this and that can be useful information uh, from what i'm understanding about these three kind of data collection zero party data first party data and third party data it sounds like zero party data is the most transparent and ethical way to go can you uh, what do you think is best when it comes to balancing privacy and personalization uh, i don't think these are necessarily um, you know talking about transparency per se uh -huh. uh, these are more about um, data at different levels okay. so one is information i get from outside i don't have any control about it it's just um, uh, it's like um, in the field of uh, cricket you would say look and hit mm -hmm. so that kind of a situation whereas um, you know first party is more about inference and the key about zero party data is this is explicit which means the customer comes to you voluntarily and says that hey this is what i'm thinking right right so this means here you have an opportunity that the you don't you're not inferring but you're actually taking it from the words of a customer exactly we're this taking is it one as point. face value right and yeah. the second thing i really want to emphasize here is this zero party data is also bang on with the privacy aspect of it okay um what i mean is the zero party data cannot be shared with anybody else and this cannot be used for other pieces of marketing or you know uh, sending them all other newsletters and those kind of stuff but it is primarily to improve the experience of your customer in their buying journey right so from a customer point of view right because we are talking about the other side of the coin of personalization which is privacy from the consumer's point of view i think zero data uh, zero party data makes most sense because there is explicit buy in from them and uh, it also sounds like it's the uh, it's the most lean uh, or the leanest uh, you know uh, approach to collecting customer data because it uh, it filters out uh, irrelevant audience or customers from your funnel and attracts the only one that are uh, you know interested in uh, engaging with you so it saves you a lot of headache of breaching regulations as well as you know spraying and praying to the world yeah absolutely so i think uh, even before uh, this step i would not say that this is the only lean step but probably uh, you know before getting to this kind of a stage you first need to make sure that there are enough people coming into your website so uh, it kind of starts the the game starts there and um, it's not just about getting people on your website it's getting the right people on your website so once they are there this zero party data is all about um, what you make use of or how do you make the best out of the customer or the prospect's time on your website so there's a whole different game of driving people to your website first and then the entire thing here happens once they are there so make the most of that that's where it comes to right so uh, because uh, this sounds like a fairly relatively new concept 
to marketers, including me, to B2B marketers, including me. Can you shed uh, more light on these three kind of data in the context of, you know, real brands, if it's possible, or maybe hypothetical brands, stories that you can tell? I think it, this needs more, uh, you know, teasing out. Yeah, so maybe in terms of examples, uh, maybe I can, uh, I think I can share a couple. Uh, one, uh, for zero-party data, the examples could be that typically they're sharing the buying cycle in itself. Uh, somebody coming in and telling you that uh, I'm looking at uh, buying this kind of a product in the next three to six months. Or it could be saying that I'm a researcher, I'm not looking to buy it, uh, but I'm just trying to gather information. So these are explicit information that a customer provides you. Whereas, uh, you know, in the case of first party data, it's always inferred. Um, you know, as I gave in the previous example, I know what they've bought. So I'm assuming that they might be interested in these products. So it's not stated by the customer, but going by what data you already have about them, you kind of make an assumption and infer. So it's extrapolating an existing information and then putting it to use and experimenting, reaching out and probably trying to understand what the customer says. Third party data is totally out of the game here uh, because um, you are looking at the, what they are doing somewhere and trying to get their context. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. Right. So, um, you know, coming back to the core piece, um, I would say that let's not look at whether it's privacy versus personalization. Um, let's focus on getting these two together and making sure that you're personalizing the experience, especially in a B2B scenario, we are speaking about ABM and this is the ABM conversations podcast per se. So the whole journey is how do you personalize at each levels as mm -hmm. we keep talking about, uh, you know, uh, different um, parts of the funnel. And then how much can we uh, make sure that, how much can we um, put privacy of the customer as our priority? That's right. where it is all about. Right. And I think that's a great point uh, for us to end this episode at. So the takeaway that I am gathering from all the uh, things that Yag just said is, you know, get explicit buy-in from customers whenever you can. Be aware of the uh, regulations and GDPRs of the world out there and personalize your marketing approach based on those parameters and you're good to go. If you guys have any personal experience doing ABM or personalization and, you know, skirting around privacy, we would love to hear it. Please shout out to us in LinkedIn or elsewhere or wherever you can reach out to us and we'd love to hear it from you. Right. And until we meet you next time, we enjoy talking to you. This is Yag. And this is me, Manish. And bye-bye. Take care. Thanks for listening to the ABM Conversations Podcast. Make sure you subscribe and share your comments with us. We're constantly looking for your feedback, thoughts, and suggestions to make the show more relevant to you. 